Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Pittsburgh. Welcome into Going Low, the inaugural Going Low golf show here on 93.7 The Fan. Of course, I am Kale Berger. We are powered by Bowser Chevrolet, refreshed by Montucky Cold Snacks, and we are here for our first show at the Turn Club in Cranberry Township. One of my favorite places, a perfect place for when you have weather like we do out here today. A little cold, a little rainy, get inside, still get some swings in, play some of the most iconic courses in the game. Uh, come out with your buddies, great food, great beverages. Uh, we're going to talk to my buddy uh, Sean Swedinski coming up here in a little bit uh, about the Turn Club and also uh, some PGA Tour, some live, and some of his stories from being the uh, PGA Pro up at Old Stonewall coming up here in about 25 minutes or so. Also going to talk, of course, about the big tournament we have this weekend, the Players' Championship at TPC Sawgrass. Uh, a lot of people call it the fifth major. Uh, I had the pleasure of being able to attend it last year, and let me tell you, when you watch it on TV, it looks uh, pristine, it looks immaculate, but it really doesn't even do it justice for just how you know manicured and beautiful and pristine the course is. And we have quite the leaderboard right now. Uh, at the top, we have the South African uh, Christian Bezadenot. Yep, I'm going to take a little bit for me to get that right, uh, of course. And he's been a guy who's been on the tour for a little bit, but so far he has performed very, very well in this tournament. He's sitting at the uh, lead, tied for the lead at 8-under with Adam Svensson. Uh, also, a lot of other names up there right now, Ben Griffin, Minwoo Lee. The really biggest name that you can quickly and easily identify would be Colin Morikawa, who is at 6-under. You also have uh, Scotty Scheffler kind of waiting in the wings there at 5-under. And uh, some other names, one that you haven't heard of in quite a while, Jason Day, who's playing some really good golf right now, and Victor Hovland. So, you know, one guy who's kind of on the tail end of his career, who is having a little bit of a renaissance right now, and another guy in Victor Hovland, who is one of these young guns on the PGA Tour, who is still, you know, waiting to break through here and is right in reach of, you know, potentially grabbing the lead here. We had play suspended yesterday due to lightning, big thunderstorm uh, passing through the North Florida area yesterday. So, you know, a lot of these golfers still had a couple of holes left to play and now have to restart their second rounds here today, finish that, and then quick turnaround, get back out on the course and go for their third round and try to fit this all in here today. So a little bit of a curveball there, and that is one of the things that is going to, of course, uh, affect how this, this, this tournament continues to play out here over the next couple of days is how guys are able to respond to that. One thing that you know could play in guys' favor, and it depends on kind of where you finished off in your round yesterday is, you know, is being able to sleep on it, get inside, you know, maybe retool some things, work on some things. Is that going to play into anyone's favor that they can come out and maybe attack the final five holes or four holes, whatever they had left remaining from yesterday, and, you know, be able to implement some of the tweaks they made, some of the adjustments they made, and be able to go out there and uh, with a new mindset and, and maybe, you know, reconfigure how they're going to attack this golf course. That's always something very interesting to me with regards to uh, when you have something like a weather delay or play suspended uh, like they had yesterday at the Players' Championship. But before we dive back into the players here in just a little bit, I want to give you guys some more information on going low and what this entire project is that we've, of course, announced earlier this week this being the first show here today at the Turn Club in Cranberry Township. 
Uh, want to share with you guys out there, the listeners, the the rabid golf fans of Western Pennsylvania, a little bit more about you know what exactly we're going to be doing here with 937 The Fan. So of course, you know, I'm a huge golfer. You hear all of my coworkers on the fan all week talk about how you know big they are into playing. How they have become obsessed with the game. Guys like Joe Starkey, uh, Chris Muller is on the IR right now, but he is a, a huge golf fan and also uh, a very talented golfer himself. You have Doran Dickerson, a guy who's got one of the worst slices I've ever seen, but if he could just figure a way to straighten it out, he'd hit the ball farther than anyone on the PGA Tour. We know what kind of physical specimen Doran Dickerson is. And of course, there's Paul Zeiss, too, who is uh, just like in any setting, you can get together with Paul Zeiss, is a lot of fun on the golf course. We are all big golfers. We all enjoy playing the game. We love the game. We love watching the game. And, you know, this was kind of a, uh, a brainchild of myself and, and Craig Riley, our, our boss, and others, and how we wanted to find a way to, you know, localize golf more, but also bring, you know, our golf coverage here at 937 The Fan into a new era in a way that we could, you know, showcase ourselves give you a chance to see what we're like on the golf course, but also plenty of opportunities for you, the listener out there, to get involved as well. You know, we're going to have a lot of big things coming up this summer. You know, not only what was once called the Fan Open will now be be rebranded as uh, the Going Low Classic, uh, but also we are going to, you know, have opportunities for you, the listener, to get involved as well, where, you know, we'll have uh, outings, we'll have tournaments, you know, ways where you can come in and join the fun, interact with us, play with us, get to know us, and also play some great golf at some of the best golf courses around. Uh, the other side of this, in addition to you know, this brand-new golf show I'm hosting with you right now, is you know, also that we are going to be you know, taking to social media, YouTube, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, where you'll see you know, me versus Joe Starkey, uh, Chris Muller versus Doran Dickerson. Uh, we'll get some of our you know, Pittsburgh sports friends to get involved as well playing at some of the best courses in Pittsburgh, you know, courses that you play, and maybe some other ones that you've been dying to play, you know, some of the big, big names, whether it's uh, Oakmont or, or the Field Club or Old Stonewall, uh, some of these iconic courses, and we have some really great courses around this area, you know, we have some really fun stuff planned that you, of course, can find on our social media channels. Like I said, you can follow us at Going Low Fan uh, to follow us along and, and check out all of our content as well, and that stuff is coming down the pipe momentarily. So very excited about all that. And excited to have all of you join us here on the inaugural uh, edition of Going Low on the Fan. So let's get back to this golf tournament here. Okay, TPC Sawgrass, the Players' Championship, the fifth major, as so many people call it. Last year, won by Cam Smith, who, after winning the Open Championship later in the year, jetted off to live. So it's kind of a weird, eerie feeling where the guy who had such a surge really on Monday, because if you remember, they had weather situations last year, and that's always something you're going to potentially have to deal with in Florida. Uh, as a guy that grew up in South Florida myself, uh, really every time of year, but especially in the summer and the spring, it rains every day at 2.30 and rains for an hour, and then it stops raining. So uh, they had to deal with weather last year. They ended up having to finish the round on Monday, and Cam Smith was a guy who, I don't know, he might have been like six or five or six shots back, came out of nowhere, won this whole thing, and now, you know, after jetting off to live and getting that, you know, suspension from the PGA Tour that all of the uh, live defectors have gotten, you know, he's now not in this field. And I heard a great anecdote. Uh, I, you know, the name of one of the golf writers uh, that I saw this from on Twitter is escaping me right now, but saying that, you know, when they were teeing off on Thursday for the opening round, Cam Smith is like a mile away at a par three course with his buddies, crushing beers and just having a good time and playing some golf while literally a mile away or, or yards away, the actual course that he won last year and was the champion of is going on with some of the biggest names in the sport. I mean, they market it as, and for good reason, the best field in golf. And, you know, that is what we saw at least show up on Thursday. But based on the guys that did and didn't make the cut, um, it is going to be very different now for what we are going to see, you know, probably coming up here for the rest of the weekend. Like I said, uh, there are still rounds here that need to be finished. Uh, with the play being suspended yesterday. But uh, some of the marquee notable names that aren't going to make this cut, uh, the biggest one is obviously Roy McIlroy, who right now is six over and has not had nearly uh, the golf tournament everyone expected. He had a, what, a top five finish last week at Bay Hill. Um, and then now comes in here, and for a guy that has basically been automatic with the driver for as long as he has been on the PGA Tour, consistently uh, praised as one of the best drivers on the Tour, over the last two days, he's been completely erratic with his favorite club, with his most accurate club, with his best club. And that's been one of the more interesting things to me is, you know, it shows you, I think, 
what the beauty of the Players' Championship is, what the beauty of TPC Sawgrass is. And, you know, it kind of brings me back to what was a very interesting comment to me made by Rory McIlroy last week. So, as I said, he gets like a top five finish at Bay Hill last week, okay? He was up there with Jordan Spieth and, and Scotty Scheffler made a run, but ultimately it was Kurt Kitayama who got the win in Orlando last weekend. And it was funny because, like you expect it to every year, Bay Hill played incredibly tough. And this is what Rory McIlroy had to say after the round. Quote, it's hard because the lead's changing hands with guys making bogeys, not really making birdies, he said with a wry smile. This according to Dan Rappaport of Barstool Sports. So I don't know how people find that entertainment value. And, you know, kind of tongue-in-cheek there from Rory, but he's talked about the conditions at Bay Hill in the past, and it's we're no strangers to PGA Tour players complaining that, you know, sometimes it's too hard, which, you know, is kind of like, okay, wah, wah, you're on the PGA Tour. What are you going to complain about? I think that this is completely missing the mark for Rory. And I'm a big Rory McIlroy guy, but I could not disagree with him more vehemently from what he's saying there. Saying that, you know, guys are making bogeys and that's how the lead is changing hands. They're not really making birdies and that's not entertainment value. I completely disagree. I think it's the exact opposite. You know, for me, what I want to see when I'm watching golf, when I'm a golf spectator, when I'm seeing the best in the world play, and, you know, I I think this goes for a lot of you golfers out there. I want to see relatability. And I think we've seen a lot of that in recent years more so, uh, just from getting to know more and more about the personalities of these guys. Uh, you know, you have guys like Max Homa, who is just like a social media darling, great personality. You have Rory, who has, you know, become this thoughtful guy and almost like the press secretary of the PGA Tour, where he gives these State of the Union addresses all the time, and everyone's like, wow, this guy's really incredibly thoughtful, and, and he's come a long way from just being that, that, you know, very young kid with the curly hair all those years ago. You know, you have all these great personalities, your Tony Finals, guys like that. Great individuals that we have gotten to know so much more than we have guys in the past. And even Tiger Woods is another one. We have gotten to know Tiger Woods so much better and gotten to know his personality and the way, you know, he likes to mess around with other guys on the course in recent years. So what I'm getting back to here is, you know, we like the relatability of these guys where, you know, if they hit a shank here and they maybe drop some curse words or something or or just seeing these guys in a light that is, I guess, more similar to what we would experience when we're out there with our buddies playing 18 on a Sunday or, or sneaking off from work in the summer after, you know, 5 o'clock to try to get nine holes in. We try to find the relatability in these guys, and I think we can find it more in golf than any other sport, whether that's, you know, the NFL, uh, Major League Baseball, whether that's basketball. Yeah, we can all go out and play a game of baseball if we really wanted to with our buddies, but it's not really feasible. I mean, we could go out and play touch football, but someone's going to get hurt. We can play pickup basketball. We're never going to do what LeBron James does. But we can all go out and play a golf course and, you know, hit a 25-foot putt, nail a drive down the middle of the fairway like Rory McIlroy. That's what makes, you know, golf, I think, so enjoyable for me and so enjoyable for many of you out there is that it's relatable. And I think what is most relatable and what I enjoy to see and what – gives me entertainment value is when I am, you know, watching a tournament and I don't want to see, you know, a winning score, a final round score of 25 under. I don't want to see the final leaderboard to be 25, 23, 22, 21 under par. What I prefer is to see, you know, 10 under par or 9 under par or, you know, 12 under par. But you know that the guys really had to grind to get that score and that every shot mattered more. And, you know, you look at a tournament like the players, if there's any course in golf or on the PGA Tour that's not a major, that's not Augusta, that's not one of these other courses that that makes these guys feel relatable and, and hit shots that you think, yep, I've done that one before, there's no other golf course like that, to me, more similar than TBC Sawgrass. You have all the water. You have all the bunkers in play. I think they have... I heard a stat that they have water coming to play on 16 of the 18 holes. So, especially when you get to a hole that's iconic like the 17 Island Green, you know, you're 137 yards out, and these guys, especially like last year, the wind was swirling up there, and they don't even know what to hit. You know, some guys are hitting a pitching wedge. I remember Justin Thomas hitting a six iron and just trying to guide it there and cut it through the wind, but it's only a 137-yard shot. But we see so many shots over the weekend, and we will continue over the next two days, you know, plunk in the water, and guys are going to the drop area, 
And, you know, we saw guys yesterday getting, you know, the quadruple bogey or something like that. Or we've all seen a seven on our scorecard or a snowman on our scorecard and just thought to ourselves, you know, I was having a pretty good round. What happened? That's the kind of thing that a course like TPC Sawgrass can do to these guys. And it might humble them a little bit. Uh, it might bring them back down to earth a little bit more, but it also makes them more relatable. And for me, you know, like I said earlier, it, sometimes it's great to see the John Deere Classic, no disrespect to them, but where there's a birdie fest and everyone's, you know, 20 under and everything at the end of the you know, final round on Sunday. For me, I want to see every shot matter more. I want it to be, you know, a, a huge leg up if you end up with a par. I want it to be some massive feat if you're able to secure a birdie because that gives you such a sig more significant advantage over your competition. I want guys struggling for pars and, you know, everyone's just knocking off bogey after bogey after bogey because I want to really see these guys have to grit and grind and power through a golf course uh, more so than we see a lot of the time on the PGA Tour. And that's the beautiful thing to me about this golf tournament we have this week is that for my money, uh, just of the general events outside of the majors on the PGA Tour, uh, there aren't many golf courses out there that I feel like we get to see these guys on this stage where sometimes they just look helpless. And that's not to say that I want these guys to go through this incredible adversity or something like that, but uh, for me, it has a lot of entertainment value. So, like I said, as much as I appreciate and like Rory, I want to see these guys work for it, and I don't necessarily always need to see uh, a birdie fest for four days. Sometimes I like to see these guys sweat a little bit. Sometimes I like to see these guys struggle, and that's what we get to see this weekend at TPC Sawgrass. Some other big things happen this week in the PGA Tour. Uh, coming up a little bit later, Matt Fitzpatrick, uh, he is another one of these uh, young, really talented golfers on the PGA Tour. You might have familiarized with him more with the uh, Netflix series Full Swing that dropped uh, about a month ago or so. Uh, he is a very likable guy. Uh, he was interviewed earlier this week and asked about should the PGA Tour bring back or allow back some of the live guys if they want to return? And he had some pretty strong thoughts and opinions on that, and we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. But one of the other things that was talked about this week uh, was these big changes coming to the PGA Tour. And this is more so these ideas of designated events, the Players' Championship being one of those. Uh, we just saw the Bay Hill Invitational, uh, the Genesis Invitational in L.A. that happened a couple of weeks ago. These designated, elevated events, they've gone through a million different names, and they finally, I guess, decided on designated as being the appropriate one. But some of the changes coming in 2024 is that they're going to have smaller fields, like 70 to 78 guys, and they're going to have no cuts. And as we talk about live, it's pretty funny to me and ironic because this is what every golfer on the PGA Tour and every PGA Tour loyalist for the last year has made fun of live for is that there's, you know, it's gimmicky, there's no cuts, there's only 48 guys or whatever it is now in the, in the live field. Everyone's made fun of them and roasted them for it. And I've been one of those people that hasn't been a fan and, and has been a, a detractor of live because of that. Well, now you have the PGA Tour adopting the same exact thing. And, you know, one of the guys that went to live, Phil Mickelson, talked a lot about hypocrisy uh, with the PGA Tour. Well, I mean, maybe this is kind of the example right here. And, you know, I'm not a fan of, of the no cut because, you know, not to say just because something is perfect the way we've done it for forever and we should stick that way. I'm not, you know, a contrarian like that. But you, know, you look at what golf has always been. And if you watch that full swing Netflix series, uh, there's been a meme about it on, on social media for a couple of weeks now where everyone just says the entire show is just about explaining to people who never watched or, you know, been to a professional golf tournament before about what the cut is. There's a million cuts and you've seen it be uh, super cut together, superimposed together, just a highlight reel of every single golf media member that's interviewed on this thing saying, if you don't make the cut, you don't get paid. If, well, if you, if you don't make the cut on, on Friday, you're not going to get paid. You're not getting paid if you don't make the cut. That's all they've talked about the entire time. Part of that is true. But the other aspect of it, too, for me, is you know, it's all about wanting to see these guys have to grit and grind, wanting to see these guys have to try, and you know, telling the viewer out there or letting or having the viewer know out there that the rounds on Thursday and Friday, you know, they mean just as much as Saturday, not just as much as Sunday, obviously, but you know, it's important what you do and how you start out a golf tournament on Thursday and Friday. And what they're trying to do now on the PGA tour with some of these designated events 
is change it so that you know everyone makes the field. It's you know 78, 70 guys, and no one's getting cut. So you're going to see Rory McIlroy in theory at the players next year. If he's six over and set to make the cut like he is right now, or miss the cut like he's supposed to right now, if he's six over after two rounds and change next year, well, he's still going to be playing there on Sunday. He's just going to be teeing off at you know 5:30 in the morning or something. And listen, for me, I mean, I don't feel like there's any incentive in that. You know, part of what is so attractive and so tough and challenging about professional golf is it is a 72-hole grind over four days. And you need to be playing at your absolute best, ideally in most situations, for four days straight. And to me, you know, I don't have a problem with, this, let's say, like appearance fees. If you want to, the PGA Tour wants to pay Rory McIlroy this amount of money to show up at the Honda Classic like so many guys didn't two weeks ago, that's fine with me. But to just say that everyone gets to make the cut, and you know, maybe from a sponsor standpoint or a viewer standpoint, I, I guess I can see the, the reasoning where they're coming from. You know, if you are Honda and you're sponsoring the Honda Classic, in theory, I guess you want Roy McIlroy out there on Sunday, even if he's seven over par, because uh, that's going to draw more eyeballs, I guess. But for me, I mean, I'm not going to be watching Roy McIlroy on Sunday if in a normal circumstance, in a normal year, he was going to miss the cut then I have no interest in watching Rory because he has no chance to win. I want to watch the guys that are at the top of the leaderboard with the chance to you know, lift the trophy at the end of the tournament. So you know, that's, for me, why I'm not a fan of these new layout of these designated events, and it's ironic because this is the thing they made fun of Live for, that you know, there's no cuts, it's, it's gimmicky golf, and there's not a big enough field. The other thing, too, is you know, they have a lot of criteria of, of how guys are able to make the field for these designated events. You know, it's... I think it's top 50 in the previous year's uh, FedEx Cup standings. It's also like the top 10 guys that have jumped into that criteria this year. And then it's also, you know, who has performed well in that particular swing of the tour. So if they're in California on the West Coast, if they're in Florida, guys that are hot right now, that all reasoning is, is fine to me. But when you look back at the Players' Championship this weekend, okay, you look at the top of that leaderboard. Not many names that are household names per se. I said you got Colin Morikawa, you got Scotty Scheffler, you got Jason Day, Victor Hovland. All great. But a lot of guys up there in the mix at the top that are you know, vying for their opportunity, that are playing for their first big win, that have a shot to win this golf tournament. And I think for me, if you remove those guys to have these smaller fields and no cuts, and you don't give a guy like an Adam Svensson a chance to win or a Min Woo Lee or a Ben Griffin or a Taylor Pendrith, you know, guys that, like I said, you're, you're maybe not familiar with. If you take those guys out of the field, you never have an opportunity for new stars to arise or someone to just flip that switch and all, all of a sudden rattles off a bunch of wins and becomes a household name. You never allow that opportunity to grow. You never let them establish themselves on the biggest stage. You know, that is one of the things that makes the next batch of stars in golf or makes new stars. And you think of a guy like, who, guys who have come kind of out of nowhere in recent years, like Scotty Scheffler. Like, we knew who Scotty Scheffler was. He was on the Ryder Cup. Um, he was a highly touted collegiate player. But last year, you know, he rattles off a bunch of wins and, you know, Bay Hill, and then he ends up winning the Masters and then just continues to have this ridiculous year that is carried over into 2023. You know, you don't have that if you have these limited fields and, and don't give opportunities to everyone that is earned their position, earned their spot to be on the PGA Tour, you don't give them that chance to break through and you know finally get that first win and potentially go on that run that turns them into the next star. Max Homa is maybe another guy. You know, Max Homa, five years ago, was on the Corn Ferry Tour, you know, trying to earn his card again. He was kind of lost in everything, but he finally wins one and he continues to roll on, and now he's one of the top five players in the world. So it all goes back to I want to see these guys have to work for it. I want to see these guys have to grit and grind. I want to see them have to struggle. And, you know, what other golf course, what other golf tournament better allows that to happen than TBC Sawgrass and the Players' Championship this weekend? So a lot more to come here on the show here. Uh, coming up next, we are at the Turn Club in Cranberry Township, one of my favorite spots. We're going to talk with one of my buddies that uh, runs this place, one of the, uh, you know, brain trust of this place. Uh, 
Sean Swadinski is going to come on next and join me. He is the PGA Pro at Old Stonewall, one of the best golf courses in the area. He's got some stories from up there. We'll ask him about uh, what they got going on here at the Turn Club. We have a great opportunity for you here today as well. I'm off the air at 8 o'clock, but I'm going to hang around until 10. We're going to have a closest-to-the-pin challenge, and it might be at 17, the Island Green to TPC Sawgrass. I think that's the plan here. So here's the deal, and I can't believe they allowed this to happen. If you get closest to the pin, closer than me, on 17 at TPC Sawgrass, you get a $25 gift card to the turn club here. If you get closest to the pin overall, you get an even bigger gift card, or you could win a tailor-made stealth driver. That is cream of the crop, the best driver in the game right now. I wish I had one. So a pretty big opportunity here. And I said to Sean, when we talked about this idea, I said, I mean, you might be giving out a lot of gift cards because my game's not in a really great place right now. It's the middle of March. But, you know, he assured me, Kaylee will be fine. And so, you know, we'll see how it all plays out here. But get out here to the Turn Club. I'm here on the air until 8, hanging out till 10 o'clock. It's Kale Berger for Going Low on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Going Low. We're here at the Turn Club in Cranberry Township. Kale Berger with you. This is Going Low, powered by Bowser Chevrolet. Uh, At one of my favorite spots, the Turn Club, right here off of Freedom Road. Uh, they got six simulator bays, TrackMan technology, great food, great beverages, an awesome spot to come and hang out with your friends, and especially when you have weather like we do today, uh, get some swings in, play some golf. And I'm really thrilled to be joined by my buddy Sean Swadinski right here, who is one of the partners here, also the head pro up at Old Stonewall, a beautiful golf course up in Elwood City. Sean, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thanks, Gail. Awesome, awesome day to be at a place like this, someone come down, get some swings, work on their game, uh, pop in, have some food and drinks as well. And thank you for having us for the inaugural show of Going Low. Uh, no doubt. It's always a great opportunity to get involved here locally with uh, the game of golf and all the things that you guys do at the fan. So I, I started off the show here talking about uh, some comments made by Rory that uh, – I'm a big Rory guy. I like Rory McIlroy a lot. He's not having the best week, unfortunately, at the players. Yeah. For a guy who's such a good driver of the uh, golf ball, he's kind of been all over the place, a little bit erratic over the last two days, and he's still got his second round to finish. He talked last week after Bay Hill. You know, Kurt Kitayama wins it. You know, another one of these guys, just like the Honda Classic the week before, that comes out of nowhere and, and wins or is kind of not a household name. 
Uh, but he's talking about how there's, you know, the course is too hard. There's no entertainment value, and, you know, guys getting bogeys, and that's how the lead is changing. People want to see birdies. I couldn't agree with them more. I like seeing these guys have to grind and struggle, and, you know, every par is so much more magnified and big, and a birdie is a huge opportunity for these guys. How do you kind of feel on that? You know, when you're watching a, a PGA Tour event on a Sunday or, or, you know, any weekend throughout the year, where do you stand on that kind of debate? Yeah, I mean, I love a challenging venue for sure. I mean, I heard you mention earlier John Deere Classic. To me, that's that's a unique event for the year, and it's a it's great in its own way. Yeah, for guys uh, tearing it up, seeing a ton of birdies. But man, when that scores in that four to twelve under range or something like that, it's more relatable, you know, for everyone too. And um, and Rory's sort of my guy. Like that's one swing I go back to all the time teaching. So I'm a huge Rory fan, and what he's done for the tour is absolutely incredible. That guy's yeah. stepped up more than anybody in the last year and a half, two years. So, you know, hearing those comments, sometimes in, sometimes it's fresh after that. You're a little frustrated, yeah, yeah. too, you know. Um, he would have liked to win last week, but uh, this week it's amazing, the game of golf, how it changes from week to week, from day to day, and yeah. uh, it was it's definitely different this week. Yeah, I, I think for me it's – it's about relatability with these guys, and so many of them have expressed and shown their personalities more in recent years, but, you know, when they're on the actual course, too, uh, you know, I want to see sometimes the guys put it in the water on 17 at Sawgrass, because I know that that's what me and my buddies are unfortunately doing a lot more of the time than we would like, or I want to see them get stuck in the sand here, but then hit a miraculous shot out of the stand, but then it rolls off the back of the green into the water on TPC, and I think that's the beauty of TPC Sawgrass, is outside of the majors, this is the most challenging to me, one of the most challenging courses on the whole tour, just because you have all that water in play. And then, you know, the way it's played so far this week is uh, it's windy. The greens have dried out significantly. They're rolling fast. And, you know, it's really separating the men from the boys, so to speak, of who's playing at the top of their game right now and who's not. Uh, No question. And it really puts a premium on driving ability. And that, that stretch there, 16, 17 is incredible. And it, it really can change things, but it really brings back in short game and, and ball placement there on the greens around the green complexes, and uh, it's it's going to be a great test. And it's still it's it's still a star-studded yeah. leaderboard. You know, it's uh, there's a lot of guys that are in contention and and playing really well. Now you mentioned that leaderboard, and I, I talked about this a little bit earlier as well. Some of the big changes or, or, or new moves to the tour that they talked about this week and. The Players' Championship kind of always ends up being like a State of the Union address for the tour. You know, Jay Monahan comes out, and you have Rory as, like, the press secretary giving a big press conference and stuff earlier this week. But some of the big changes to the tour that are coming up are these designated events they've talked about, eight of them. You know, the Players is one of them. The Genesis is another, Bay Hill. These designated events that they're going to have these smaller fields now going forward, and they're going to have no cuts. And it's funny to me because we've had this – PGA Tour live discourse over the last year or so, and everyone's made fun of live because there's no cuts. And now the PGA Tour is following suit, and for these big marquee events, doing the same exact thing. For me, I, I feel like that goes against the spirit of what professional golf is, to not have a cut, because you have to play great golf for four straight days. Where do you kind of come down on that there about this new change that the Tour is implementing starting next year? Yeah, and there's there's really some mixed reviews on that, and I heard a good comment from Rory. I think that the number, I don't know if it's 100% right, but I think it, the number he referenced was Tiger had 26 wins that were no-cut events, Yeah, which is, is unique. No one would ever think that out of his 80-some wins that that was the case. But in my take, too, you get a guy that uh, doesn't have a great day, and, and we're we're all in that position, and you struggle, and, and maybe sort of uh, he just sets it up and says, you know what, I'm – I'm packing it in. Yeah. And now that guy's sticking around for that whole weekend, and <laughs> yeah. you know he's not enjoying himself either. Exactly. And and those type of situations. But um, to me, grinding it out for the cut and, and being there, I think that's really a, sort of a reward, and I like that. But, I mean, I think there's I think there's plus and minuses both ways. But, um, yeah, there's been there's, – there's so many changes and so many things going on. Liv has been, you know, for all the things that it's done, I'm not – saying that that's um, a fan of, of where that's went but it's really made some positive changes for the tour it and has. for their players you know they should be thankful of a lot of the things that have spurred from it um but um you know it's 
it's it's definitely unique. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, some of the changes we've even seen this year with some of the you know mid round interviews and stuff, and the way they've tried to. Uh, I guess get with the times a little bit more because when you're the only show in town, you're not really forced to innovate. Yeah. And the tour has been forced to change some things up and try some new things, and it just made the product better for everyone else. Um, as I mentioned earlier, not only are you a, a partner here at the at the Turn Club, but also you're the uh, head pro up at Old Stonewall, beautiful golf course in Elwood City. You're a teacher of the game as well, and I want to give our listeners out there an opportunity to you know, maybe get some tips for their game. Now, it's tough, obviously, over radio. You can't demonstrate for them. But for, you know, a golfer out there that maybe is like a 15 handicap and maybe selfishly I'm trying to get some tips for my game here, and that's why I'm putting it that way. If you're a 14, 15 handicap, you know, what is something that a golfer, like not enough golfers, focus on or work on or something that can be that difference in your game that gives you a little extra edge and moves you further in the right direction? Yeah, I mean, for – for anyone, if whether you're looking at someone just starting out or if they're a seven, eight handicap, five handicap, four handicap, anywhere in that range, and even for the scratch guys, the the difference between so many rounds of saying, "Hey, I salvaged a round," or I really um, was able to tear it up, was it was all short game. You know, um, I was fortunate this past year to be involved in a clinic with Tom Watson, and having Tom Watson for with you for a day was is. It's cool on its own part, but yeah. hearing some of the things he said, the best golf lesson that he's ever heard was uh, was from Harvey Penick, and Harvey was teaching Ben Crenshaw. He's, he When Ben came to him to learn the game, he said, uh, here's what I want you to do. He said, I want you to get this putter, and I'm going to get a wedge. He said, uh, we're going to work on this. He said, I'm going to work on your putting and chipping. He said, I want you to come back after four months, and he said, then I'll teach you the swing. But he said, this is the game of golf from – he said, all I want you to do is get up and down and work on chipping as close as you can. And from there, he said, trying to make that putt and really make it a game within yourself. But, I mean, that's that's super important. But, you know, when you get into the full swing and things like that, it's really it's the, the face angle and the path. I mean, it's, it's all physics. So it's really cool to, when you start to get consistent with those two things, that you can have a repeatable sort of stock shot. If you can take out part of the course and – you know the guy that hits that big cut or the guy that turns it over yeah. consistently. Yeah. If you can be consistent, you know, you can go out and have a lot of fun. It's when when you stand up there and you said, I don't know if it's going right or left, and that's <laughs> then it's a different game. Sometimes I've had those days. And coincidentally, yeah, we, it's the chipping and putting that you're talking about that i gotta, I got to hone in here uh, as we get ready for golf season. Uh, you know, a couple more for you here. Uh, we mentioned Old Stonewall. You guys had the Barstool Classic last year. You had the Barstool guys, uh, Riggs and – and Frankie and, and Trent from Foreplay and also, also Kevin Kisner, who's a big friend of theirs. What was that uh, experience like having the Barstool guys up there? Uh, it's, it was outstanding. I mean, we were fortunate. The first time we, we got them to come, it was during COVID, and there were some changes. I think they were in, the sta- in Mississippi, and they shut down everything. And it was really a um, – quickly, everyone was sending out. He said, we'd like to be in – uh, either Midwest or or maybe Western PA, and people started sending notes. They sent Old Stonewall, the Oakmont, uh, the the uh, different places, Laurel Valley, and things like that. So yeah. it was really cool that we were able to get them. And then when they booked it, they said it's really just a one and done sort of. They're trying to infiltrate their um, and sort of expand their uh, territories and 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 keep growing in different regions so they came to us and when we had them it was incredible they had so much fun it's it's like a cult following you know everyone everyone gets around and just has such a good time and then we were fortunate after the first time they had so much so much fun and they said we're coming back for sure and they said we're bringing kids and that was year two having him there for the day was it was uh just a really cool experience being out there on the course with him throughout the day I hand him a greens book when he he got there. He goes, "Pro, that's all I need." And <laughs> and it was uh, it was so cool of seeing uh, seeing just the skill and and that ability on your home course, you know, which hitting shots that we've all hit numerous yeah. times and, and and seeing that ability was really cool. That's awesome. That's awesome, Sean. Before I let you run, uh, can you speak a little bit more to some of the opportunities you guys have coming up here at the Turn Club? And also, you got a big event coming up at Stonewall as well. You wanted to mention? Yeah, sure, sure. So on that, on the Stonewall note, um, we have tons of events, and there's so many good events that we do, and so many great charities that do work and and really goes through the club. But this year, one of the new ones um, that we're doing is the uh, 
it's through the Pittsburgh Food Bank, and it's something that yeah. touches home with everybody, especially in these last few years. And uh, they're doing the Million Meals Challenge, and they're trying to raise $300,000 and with this event. And it's it's going to be uh, a star-studded field, and they're going to have celebrities in every group. They're going to have the, the winning teams are going to actually go to 18, and they're going to go to 18 and do an alternate shot in in front of everyone as a playoff so you qualify in oh wow and so it's a five-person team with a celebrity and uh, they're they're going to give away don't quote me on this but uh i think they're they're giving away probably six figures in prizes for the day it's wow it's absolutely incredible i mean it's it's not going to be the next lemieux event but it's going to be they're pushing to head that direction that's awesome so it's a really cool event and then you know here at the turn i mean it's something that uh, is is a great spot all year. Um, not only and and that's the things. A lot of times it's sort of like letting people know and really getting to see what TrackMan can do for their game. I mean, guys come in here, they're here for ten minutes, and they said, "I learned more in ten minutes from the, my data than I could have in ten years at the range." And that's that's really cool. Like, so we're we're creating opportunities not only for people to come in, have fun hit hit balls work on their game but also there's there's so many people just come in for the entertainment value yeah hey let's do something while we're having some great food and drinks i mean people come in here and think it's all about it's all golf and it really isn't i mean our food and beverage is outstanding we have we have a five-star chef and uh the 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 craft cocktails and things it's really it's it's more about a social place and things like that but we just have the the best technology in, in golf as well to get people in here to help their game. It's it's a it's like having your own coach in the bay with you. So once you know what you're working on, it's it's super simple. You can come in on your own time and whether it's through one hour bay rental or through membership, whatever it may be. But um, yeah, we're we're here all year, happy to help anyone with their game. We have Taylor made in here with a fitting center as well, so you can come in and get fit seven days a week by a PGA Pro or a track man specialist so it's uh it's a really cool setup i'm happy to be part of it i agree with everything you just said <laughs> sean appreciate the time as always man thanks for having us here for the first uh going low and uh i'm looking forward to this closest to the pin challenge coming up here in a little bit all right thanks Kim. all right thank you final segment coming up here on going low and coming up next we will look ahead to what this leaderboard looks like for today at the Players' Championship at TPC Sawgrass. Also, some comments made by Matt Fitzpatrick earlier this week that you got to hear. It's Kilberger for Going Low, powered by Bowser Chevrolet on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to Going Low, Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. We are powered by Bowser Chevrolet. We are here at the Turn Club in Cranberry Township, and it is Players' Championship Weekend, TPC Sawgrass. We talked about it a lot this show thus far. Of course, it is one of my favorite uh, tournaments of the calendar. I, Like I said off the top, I got to go last year uh, as a spectator for the first time ever uh, down in Ponte Vedra Beach, and... When I say that this course on television looks great, uh, it doesn't do it justice. The way it is just so pristine, 
It is like golf in its most perfect setting. Outside of, of course, Augusta National or some of these other, you know, St. Andrews or something like that, the birthplace of the game. Um, it is beautiful, but it's also incredibly challenging. And that is what the leaderboard has shaken out to look like to this point thus far. Uh, your leaders tied at eight under is uh, Christian uh, out right now from South Africa. He is the leader tied with Adam Svensson from Canada. Otherwise, it is... Ben Griffin, Minwoo Lee, and Colin Morikawa all tied for third at six under. And just kind of lurking in the wings, you have Scotty Scheffler. But another guy that I like is Jason Day. And Jason Day is probably a name that you're like, wow, that's bringing me back to 2014, 2013. A guy that we haven't heard from in a long time. And kind of like Ricky Fowler, he's a guy who was really good and lost himself a little bit, but is trying and starting to find his way back right now. And Jason Day is a guy for me, if you're looking at maybe someone to throw some money on, maybe place a bet here with about, what, just uh, two rounds here left, two rounds and some change here left in the golf tournament, uh, look at a guy like Jason Day to potentially throw some money down on because he's a guy that's playing really good golf right now. He is four under at the moment, tied for eighth. Um, and. You know, if you're looking for someone maybe who's got a better shot or uh, a bigger name, Colin Morikawa right now. Um, I saw him on social media walk by the the Barstool Foreplay guys. We're gonna hear a clip from them here in just a second. Um, but uh, he was saying he figured something out in one of the early practice rounds this week. He found something, and they were like, "Okay, well, what did Colin Morikawa find out?" Uh, what someone on actually TikTok I saw last night noticed is he made a change with his driver. He switched back from, I guess, you know, a tailor-made stealth. He's a tailor-made guy, the newest driver, and, you know, rave reviews about that driver from everyone who uses it. He switched back from that to his original tailor-made sim, not the sim 2 that everyone plays out there that everyone got for Christmas three years ago, the original sim. And that is the club, the same club that he won his two majors with, Harding Park and then the Open Championship as well. So making a change back to a driver that he trusts that he knows he's won with, and he's tied for third right now at six under heading into uh, Saturday and still only through 11 holes on his second round. So Colin Morikawa in a really good spot, and he feels like he's really confident back with the club uh, in his hand off the tee that he feels very, very comfortable with. One more thing before we close out the show here today. Uh, I wanted to play this clip from Matt Fitzpatrick. He's likely not going to make the cut here this week, uh, U.S. Open champion, but very interesting comments on – uh, the status and the relationship with the Live Tour and the PGA Tour right now. Here is what Matt Fitzpatrick had to say about Live guys potentially coming back and getting a spot and opportunity back on the PGA Tour one day. At the end of this year, there's going to be guys whose contracts are up and, and they want back into the PGA Tour ecosystem. How are you guys going to feel about that? I would not let them back. At all? No. Nah. Lifetime ban? Yeah. You've made, you made your choice. You've made your choice. In, in my opinion... You made your choice to jump ship because you think there's a better product out there, so that's where you've gone. And I, I don't think you should be allowed back. Yeah, I right. Mean, like that, if someone I, leaves I, Coke to work for Pepsi, my, my, Coke isn't going to rehire them. Yeah, exactly. My, my thing is, is you know, you wanted to go play somewhere for more money, less events, for all the reasons that they give. So, why should you be allowed to come back and take someone else's spot who's committed to the PJ Tour? That would be my argument, you know. Someone, With 50 million in your pocket. Exactly. Uh, so, no, my, mine, I would say no. Strong words there from Matt Fitzpatrick. Usually a pretty soft-spoken guy, a pretty quiet guy, but I think he's right. Uh, I mean, and I have, you know, varying thoughts on live aspects of it, how guys went about joining it, and, you know, the PGA Tour as well. But, listen, I mean... We've talked a lot about earning your opportunity, about you know grinding and missed cuts and, and the challenge of being a professional golfer and winning and playing well consistently. Well, one of those things is these guys put a lot of work in to earn that tour card. Those guys put a lot of work in to be able to play in these events like the Players' Championship. And so many of these guys, this could be their breakthrough. You look at the leaderboard right now that we just rattled off again, so many names that aren't household names, but guys that could be and could become that winning a big tournament like this. And I think that's part of the beauty of the PGA Tour is, yeah, you can have the big names like Rory and Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth, um, but you can also have guys come out of nowhere and become a star, you know, just like a surprise winner. And I, I think he's right that you are 
You know, leaving, taking that guaranteed money, getting $50 million bucks in your pocket, but then you're going to try and come back and take away that opportunity for someone else that's gone through the qualifiers and the Corn Ferry Tour and everything like that. Um, I think he's dead set, you know, right on the money with that. Um, so I, I think a really good perspective, and I like that from Matthew Fitzpatrick. Got to thank everyone here at the Turn Club. Like I said, we're here from 8 till 10. I'll be hanging out. We'll do a close-to-the-pin challenge if you beat me. Close-to-the-pin, you get a $25 gift card here at the Turn Club. You beat everyone close-to-the-pin, you could have a tailor-made stealth driver. The best in the business, the best in the game. You could win that if you were close to the pin on 17 at TPC Sawgrass here today. Enjoy the rest of the tournament. We will talk to you next week, 7 a.m., going low on 93.7 The Fan. I want to thank uh, Matthew Katz here for producing on site. Thanks to Nick Callis as well, and thanks again to the fine people here at the Turn Club. Pat Bostic, the Panther Insider Show, coming up next. It's Kale Berger for Going Low, powered by Bowser Chevrolet on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.